Hey there, my name is Jeshai Songa Ashir. I am your host. This is the second episode of my Lovely Africa podcast and I hope you love the first episode. In the first episode, we talked about African dream and we heard about Francois' claims. And guess what we have in this episode? In this episode, I saw that there are many negative contents over the internet about African continent and about African countries. And sometimes, we don't get an opportunity to know what's right and what's wrong. But listening from the person inside makes sense, right? I have invited my friend Kavera to talk about his country, which is also my country, Rwanda. He's going to be telling us more about Rwanda, how Rwanda evolved in such a short time and how Rwanda is next to a paradise. Listen to the end, leave a review, share to your friends, I assure you. Wanda's story is interesting and you're gonna love it and you want to visit Wanda. Let's get started. Hi. Hi, hi. How are you? I'm good. And you? Uh, me too. I'm good and I'm very happy to be with you in this podcast. Okay, thank you. And uh, I'm glad that you accepted my invitation to join the, my lovely Africa. And uh, I hope this is going to be very good to, to record this podcast with you. Yeah, it's my pleasure, it's my pleasure. I'm really, very happy. Before we start, can you introduce yourself? I'm Innocent Cabrera, and I'm very happy to be with you and privileged to be in this kind of uh, uh, recording of uh, the podcast. Yeah, in my lifestyle, I love playing, playing basketball, I love hiking, even in the morning I went for hiking. Mm. And now I'm a student and a teacher at the same time, because uh, what I've realized is that to be a good teacher, you have to be a good student. So what I do is teach different things about the culture of Africa to different young people. So I work in Aina Think Tank. So Aina Think Tank is a is a think tank that works on both that works on both research, education, and advocacy. It's a good place where we teach young generations uh, more about the African heritage, about the personality ethics, the character ethics. And uh, apart from that, I go to study in university. Uh, I do biomedical equipment technology. So that's why I said that I'm a both student because I love learning a lot, a lot, a lot. Then I even... Yeah, that is really nice. When you gave me your email, I went to search out is Aina and then I found out you said and thank you for that. <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, these times, like, you find people, they have these emails that yeah. are attached to their company, not the yeah. Gmail. Yeah. Uh, even some schools, they do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen some of them do it. And uh, yes, yes. we are going to record this episode. They will be talking about Rwanda, history of Rwanda, beauty of Rwanda, and what people should know about Rwanda. And I was thinking that mm-hmm. it's, it's something interesting because you are Rwandan and I'm Rwandan, but you're going to be talking about Rwanda <laughs> and I'll be asking you, of yeah, course. Yeah. yeah. So mm. it's, it's really something interesting. So uh, before we start, yes. let's consider that I am a stranger and uh, you are going to introduce me to Rwanda. How, how can you do that? How can you introduce Rwanda to a stranger who doesn't know Rwanda? <laughs> Okay, hello, stranger. <laughs> so, 
the thing about Rwanda I really like is the people of Rwanda. Like the hospitality here in Rwanda is really amazing. And and something like many people when they come here, they find that it's a, a clean country. That's the number one thing that they're going to see because uh, through this Umuganda, the community work that happens every maybe first Saturday of the month or the end of the month where the community gets together to work together to clean the country, to clean the street. That is something that uh, Rwanda is teaching other countries that other countries they are not really doing. So another thing is the security. The security is really good. As I said, the, uh, <laughs> there's a, other countries that we have established this AINA think tank. So when we went there, everything was robbed. Like it was a startup company and it was really, really uh, hurting the way everything that we had was really stolen but when you come here in rwanda you find security everywhere you can walk day and night and nothing happens to you as i said even today in the morning like go for hiking so i went in those extreme uh, mountains and i find the security guys they are the military and i i greeted them and then i tell them like wow the job you're really doing is amazing i can't imagine that i am sleeping and someone else is uh, uh is is uh, is awake just to make sure that i'm protected and another good is the leadership of this country which i really admire and love and i'm very proud to have been born here in rwanda that's under this good government that puts everything in order that uh yeah take care of the its people yeah so then for you i as we assume a stranger if you want to come and establish a company here in rwanda you see uh the forbes magazines and other magazines they have said that rwanda is the number one country uh to set a business very quickly because under two hours only two hours you can establish a business here in rwanda it, it's good at attracting the investors we have seen this uh thing of uh uh agenda of uh, visit rwanda that is really doing an amazing job so you can be outside there in another country, you can be in Japan, you can be in uh, uh, Germany, you can be in America, and then you approach RDB, and then you are able to uh, do everything online, and then you come when you, your business has been established. And the tourism industry, uh -huh. that's another big thing. Uh, tourism industry here in Rwanda uh, is really doing good. Uh, if we see different places like the gorillas, like the Akajela, like beautiful hotels that can give you every service that you want. If it's cultural food, if it's African food, spice that you want to eat and taste, you can come there. If you want even an international food or international cuisine, you find it here. Yeah, we are. yeah and the beautiful people, as I said, who are hospital, they are able to guide you. Yeah. They, there are many things, yes. Yeah, it's different, every sector, any sector like you feel like you want to ask me about, I'll tell you more about it.
Oh yeah, yeah. You have said many things. Even the <laughs> one I, I want to ask you after you have said the introduction, but uh, I'm I'm wondering that country that country so it sounds like it's a paradise. So was it always like that? Was it always a paradise? Uh, Rwanda has really a, a, a big history. There's a time that even Rwanda was, you could ask people what is Rwanda, they couldn't tell you. Others, they could only remember what happened in 1994. Yes, the things happened to we had the genocide against Tutsi. And uh, this uh, really like shaped the country to the gra- ground. But as I said, the good leadership here in Rwanda uh, brought everything to normal. Rwanda was not a paradise. Like it's quick, like the way it has transformed compared to other countries, how many years it has took them to take them from where they were to where we are. Uh, for them, it took lots of years, but as after these 25 years to 26 years, the development is really amazing. That some people they say it's uh, uh, the Singapore of uh, Africa, all this uh, Switzerland of Africa. So, because the way we uh, we really did the change, the transformation under the good leadership, because uh, that time. Uh, it was darkness here in Rwanda, and uh, uh, the people came, the uh, RPF, uh, they came, the young people came at the age maybe like 16, 17, 18, 20 something. They come, they liberated Rwanda, and that's another thing that even a foreigner can come to learn from Rwanda. Like, how can you develop your country under a short period of time? Many people, many military have come here to learn about it. Many organizations, they have come here to learn it. So it was not a paradise. And not many people, I know many people who went outside Rwanda, like uh, in exile, and they were ashamed to be called Rwandans. But now when they see where Rwanda is, they are proud of it. They want to come back uh, those diaspora. They come here. It's very easy for them to come and then establish themselves. So they come, they say, oh, now I'm really proud of Rwanda. I'm proud of being here. Even the president really has created like a platform for them where they come, they do this uh, uh, in Gando. I, I don't know how I'm going to call it in English. Uh, <laughs> So they do this training that teaches them the values to be Rwanda. Is they call it in Rwanda. So when you have been outside and you don't know more about Rwanda, you come here. They teach you the values of Rwanda. They teach you those uh, taboos that they think you're not supposed to do. Yeah, like you don't double cross the, the country. You have to have this discipline. They help you. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a military thing. So. It really helps in building the value in those people who have lost the Rwanda hood in them. Even a foreigner, I think they can come and they, they join it and they learn more about the history of Rwanda. So it was it was not a paradise, but now I can say that it's a paradise that we have. Or of course, we have a long way to go. We still like we have not arrived, but uh, we still have long way to go. But from where we were to where we are now. I'm really proud, I'm really proud, like live and die in Rwanda. Yeah, I'm proud. 
Thank you very much. That is really beautiful. And uh, you have told mm. us many things about Rwanda and I, I guess everyone should want to, to live in Rwanda because it's really beautiful and, and nice according to how you are saying it. Yeah. But mm. do you happen to know when Rwanda was created, like when Rwanda started to live, like the first time that Rwanda existed? Yes, yes. Uh, Rwanda has its origin the way it came and then established here in the heart of Africa, even where Rwanda is located is a good place anyway. Mm. That's why we call it the heart of Africa. So uh, for him, when he came here, then uh, around is it in 300, yes. So that's when uh, the birth of Rwanda was born. So. Uh, he established it, then there were the birth of kings and the people, and then the Rwanda itself has its meaning. So Rwanda means expansion. Oh, yeah. It means in, in Kenya Rwanda, it comes from the, from the word called Kwanda. Kwanda. So Kwanda means expand, to expand. So every king in Rwanda had this, like the main goal, is to expand the Rwanda. So Rwanda was very big than it looks right now. It's only during the colonialism that when we were colonized and the people were changing the like the location, they put flags, they put like creating the borders. That's when Rwanda became what it is today. But Rwanda was very big. They can show you the uh, the bigger uh, land that we had. So even Rwanda and the Burundi, yes? When you see the names of Rwanda, they could say Rwanda, Burundi. The main origin of Rwanda, I wanted to say the meaning of the name Rwanda. Rwanda means expand, expansion. So we had good leadership, good kings. Uh, that's what even makes us very special and very unique in the whole Africa. In other African countries, when the time of slavery, when those colonialists, they could come to buy slaves. So for them, they had many kings, many kings. And those kings, sometimes they hated each other. They had conflicts. So for them to get the weapons, to get different things, they could give out the slaves to get things back. But when they came here in Rwanda, something really unique that happened is that we had this strong military, strong defense that we fought and we were led by only one leader. Maybe another king could come and then move out one king and then we are lured by one king. So when they brought this idea of slavery, that's why you don't find in ourselves in those history of slavery, it's because we had this one king, we have this one language, and which is another good thing that keeps us to be united. It was really difficult to convince a king to sell his people to those countries. So if you go in West Africa, they could give them the mirrors, they could give them the weapons, and the king will kind of selfish and they could like think they could say you give me weapons and then i win this battle and then i give you my men but here in rwanda we only had the one king who could not who did not have many enemies only the enemies were foreigners so 
that's another thing that I wanted to point out in a, in a, in Rwanda because of those famous kings like Rudaiwa, like Ruganzu. I actually in the morning went in the hiking. I went to those Mashiga rocks, Holin rocks. So this is the place in Kamonyi district. So you go there, it's this organization called Aflatas Africa that brought us and then we went there, we could see so where the king used to sit, we saw where they used to, to pray uh, the traditional game called Igisoro. It's really amazing. They had this amazing power. You can see where he stepped. You can see where the dogs, like even the foot of the dogs, they are drawn on the rock, which is really amazing. Like we have these powers. <laughs> I don't know where if there's people still have it. Like you step on the rock and then the feet is still there. Like many decades, many years passes by, but when someone comes, they still find your feet there. Even where you sat, <laughs> your buttocks could be like there. So that's something that I saw and I say like, wow, 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 wow. This is amazing. This is amazing. Yeah. And I really like the culture we had, the discipline we had. Uh, because of the punishment, of course, uh, there were big punishments to people who ruined the, like, the, the values of Rwandans. There will be different taboos like we have seen those uh, like a woman a woman a girl was not allowed like she had to be virgin until they are married so if you and you did not follow that <laughs> you had to be punished because it could bring different curses to rwanda or in the society of rwanda and that's why you find like many girls in the previous years they are very decent yeah yeah, that, those are the things that uh, I do remember and I uh, have learned. We have mm. different people who come and they teach us about that. Wow, that, that is really nice. And I guess that's why Rwanda is almost a paradise because you had the great kings and great, great leaders who made it possible to happen. But I think mm. not all people have the same ideas about Rwanda. They don't, all th they, they don't think about Rwanda like you do. Some people may, might have some bad ideas about Rwanda. They might hate Rwanda because of some things or mm -hmm. their the reasons, I don't know. Do you know some misconceptions or some things that people don't like about Rwanda or some, some, some things that people say which are wrong about Rwanda? Thank you for the question. Uh, from experience, mm. when I was in Kenya, I went in Kenya and uh, mm. uh, I was studying there and and it, 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 it's recent, it was in, in 2013. So I went there to study and then someone asked me a question. Hello, how are you? What's your name? Innocent, where are you from? I'm from Rwanda. And then, because in Kenya, they have different tribes. So when I, they wanted to know my tribe, then they asked me, so were you on the side of the killing or were you on the side of the, the killed? people and i was like what <laughs> so at that age because of the good leadership here i told them like i don't know such thing in rwanda me i'm a rwandan i'm a rwandan i don't know what you're talking about so if i like people some people outside they they, are, they do intentionally 
thing like to uh, talk things about Rwanda. Uh, like they say, uh, Rwanda is not an honest country. Rwanda is not safe. Uh, especially some people who, uh, who who did genocide, who are in exile, is some of them they don't want to hear things, good things uh, talked about Rwanda. So some from abroad, when they go on Google, they want to search this such of a sensitive uh, uh, topic. So they find different mis misconceptions. Uh, some they talk like Rwanda is not really that safe as they say, but there are other people, good people, people like you who is doing this kind of podcast. Uh, I really appreciate that you do this such thing that, that someone will, will come and then listen to this. And then if someone who is speaking is from Rwanda, like within Rwanda, imagine someone is telling them their stories, yet they are not here in Rwanda. But someone who is speaking story from within, uh, that story is going to be convincing and the people they're going to get the main picture of what really Rwanda is. Yeah, so uh, those misconceptions, uh, I want to tell them that those kind of stereotypes, they're not true. Uh, there are many people, of course, who don't love the development of countries. It's, it's every country in this world, every country they have enemies. So even Rwanda can have enemies, they don't like the development that they're seeing, uh, maybe some they're guilty, but whatever they say, when they say like there's no security, remember it's the first thing I talked about, Rwanda is, is secure. Uh, if they say about Rwandan people, like they're not trustworthy and what, those kind of things. Like, no, we have beautiful people who are good, yeah. Yeah, people who are decent, they smile, like people can greet you in the morning, like you can be walking in the morning and someone tells you Mara would say good morning. So that's the thing like you can find in other countries. So in other countries, everyone is busy. Everyone goes on their work, others they go to the school, others like everyone's busy, no one cares about another person. But if you come here in Rwanda, like the way people care for each other. Uh, is extraordinary. That's what I've learned from Rwandans. So even these Rwandans who think uh, we also have, of course, this I have to mention it. Uh, we have people who don't see the beauty of what they are seeing here. So they decide like to go out abroad. So when they go abroad, what happens? They go, they think they're going in paradise. But when they go there, instead of being good, they are they are spurned. Yes, we have seen it. We have seen young young men and people who have went abroad to study, and instead they are spoiled instead of even studying in Rwanda. Our His Excellency Paul Kagame is the one who uh, who said like, why do people pay money to go to be spoiled outside Rwanda? instead of leaving that money, at least they can be spoiled here where it, is, when it is, where it is free of charge, instead of paying money to go outside the country <laughs> to be spoiled. Like, why do you pay money to be spoiled? So that's why me, I say like, okay, of course I can go outside to do the mission. I do go outside and go and teach. I, I do those kind of uh, uh, mentorship education. But still, I come here and run out of my country to work together to work on the country. So 
those kinds of misconception we have like these people few people outside there i don't know what they drink or what they think but at least they should be given like they should come and see what is really happening here one day uh i know that they will fall in love when they yeah i don't know the intention behind it but uh rwanda is good any misconception that we have seen it online they are not true and nice uh, thank you very much because i think many people even people who are in diaspora are the ones who have many misconceptions because they they hear many mm-hmm. things from people who they are together there and who i have seen some people on youtube they they make some live every day <laughs> i used to follow them and what they are saying is totally different from what is happening here and that is really yeah. nice because we you, you talked something about the the culture how people feel more visible how people greet each other and that, that's really something nice and i have seen some people coming mm-hmm. from europe and come to to live in africa because of that because from there they they feel like they are not visible they feel like they they don't have value yeah. but when they come yes. here they, they feel visible and they they feel like they are in society mm-hmm. that, that's really something nice so okay. even this this the media the media that's the mm-hmm. thing that uh, like i called podcast an independent media that doesn't mm. have bias okay some they sell false information of course mm. but if you see the media like what people from abroad watch about africa in general mm. it's those pictures of people who are sleeping on the street people yeah. who are very hungry uh wards like a, a lack of security lack of of uh, hygiene that's the only thing that is being fed and that kind of education if the diaspora or even any other person that they rely on those kind of the media that are not afrocentric then for them they have their purpose like to sell those kind of false information of course uh, africa is a is in the developing countries that they're not yet really developed but most of the thing that the western media or other media they do they exaggerate they show only one part of the story just watch their news we see how america is beautiful and everything and then we will think that it's the heaven but even them they have street children they have street people who sleep there who live on food stamps the food provided by the government so some if we are watching media we have to really have this heart of questioning we ask like is it true like what is the source of information what is the intention of the media yes how can you access the those independent medias if it's the podcast if it's the even the country itself they are public uh, uh television like if we say arabia so those kinds like you find even some diaspora they fear to come in their back to their countries because of those uh bias they watch into the news into the media yeah so i really appreciate that we have people like you people like others who are very pan-africanist who are very passionate of 
looking for stories from different people, from different kind of people with different backgrounds. Yeah, so that's another point I wanted to make. If you're watching the news, if you're watching the media, don't be like on one side of the coin. Be on the middle. Most people, they think that the coin has only two sides. It's this middle side. So that middle side of the coin, you can still watch on the right, even on the left. Then you balance, you ask yourself some questions and then you know what really you have to believe. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Thank you very much. And uh, you, I, I want to ask you some question about the the courage. I, I tapped into it a little. I want to ask, uh, mm -hmm. I heard that Africa has the, the great culture has the, because some people say that Africans are the best people, are the good people, they are kindest people on the world. How can someone come and colonize you for all those years? They steal you, they, they kill your people, and you still love them, you still yes. work with them. How did African culture or Rwandan culture help you become who you are today? How did this shape you to be who you are today? Uh, the culture? Yeah, Rwandan culture. How did it help you become who you are today? So, what it helped me is uh, uh, normally this thing of patriotism and this thing of uh, being responsible. We have uh, the culture of warriors. So, those warriors, those traditional warriors, we call them Inore. So if you find these values that they have, like a warrior, uh, when they are in a place where they can't find the way, they find their own way. It has a proverb in Kinyarwanda. So uh, that kind of thing, only if I emphasize on that one, it has helped me in finding where I see problems, I see solutions. Because uh, I've seen that problems in life means that there are solutions that they need to be solved and those solutions brings the better of the world. So if there are no problems, then there are no innovation, there are no anything. So the culture, what has helped me as a, a Rwandan is like, I find solutions in every place that I'm in. And uh, another thing, the love we have, the connection we have between Rwandans, is because everywhere you go, you you are Rwandan. Wherever you go, is a is a you go in different cultures. You find like you, we speak only one language. So if you go in Western Rwanda, we speak that language. So if you go there, you learn really good about their culture. If you go in East, you learn good things about their culture. If you go in South, if you go even in Kigali, uh, you, those kinds of things uh, shows me how even the whole world we are interconnected. We have some basic things that connects us. So it has taught me about this connection. And another thing it has taught me is volunteerism. Thus, Umuganda, I have said, we go there, we are not paid. Yes, we are not paid. So having been taught the act of volunteerism when I was still young, when I finished high school, even right now, I go in different organizations. I do uh, some community work. I do volunteerism. I'm not paid, but that's where I learn. My skills are shaped. That's where I find mentors to teach me. That's where I find even 
people can come and then they say oh you have this talent okay we can even give you a job you can do this so without having that mindset of volunteerism in me uh, i think i could not be where i am i could be just sitting there waiting for others to do things for me like i could be an entitled person i could be uh, this person who could wait someone else to come and feed me or yeah uh, uh, give me the food in my mouth so uh, that culture of working with other working with the community working in youth volunteerism we have it here in rwanda which is really good uh, we have seen the, in this pandemic in this uh, covid thing it's if the youth who have worked together like i even tweeted it I, like i wrote it on the twitter i said like we have to respect these people really they're doing an amazing job they're not paid they spend their time on the on the on the sun on the rain reminding you to wash your hands reminding you to wear the face mask like yeah so that kind of culture if the culture in us if those kings before who brought that kind of community uh, work to, together, uh, we couldn't be where we are today. Yeah, even in general in Africa, we learn from other Africans. If you go in Uganda, if you go in Kenya, if you go in West Africa, if you go in Tanzania, if you see those big leaders like uh, Julius Nyerere, if you see those Mandela, if you see Nkwame Nkrumah, if you see Thomas Sankara, those kind of knowledge that they have taught us, those kind of uh, like, we have to work, we have to, uh, like this great development. So they have taught us like to work even if we don't have things, but still we can do better. Yeah, uh, that, that's the thing I've learned about uh, uh, the culture. That's what it has built in me as a, a Rwandan, a proud Rwandan. Yeah, that's really nice. That that's nice. You talked about some some readers, and indeed, it brought me to the the next question I was going to ask you. You talked about Julius Nyerere, Kwame Nkrumah, and those mm-hmm. those yes. those are the readers who who fought for independence of Africa when Africa was yes. being colonized. So, mm-hmm. and and when I I visited the the website of Aina Think Tank, I saw something called mm-hmm. United States of Africa. But for for now we have African Union. <laughs> <laughs> for now we have yes, yes. African Union. And here on Aina Think Tank, yes. the I, I will ju- just read the, the last sentence. It says it begins with me and you. So yeah, <laughs> yeah let's say that they want to make the, the United States of Africa and all countries are going to be one country. And you know mm-hmm. Uganda has its own culture and uh, Tanzania mm-hmm. has their own culture. Senegal has their own yes. culture and South Africa has their own culture. How would you think about that? <laughs> How would you think about that if they say it's going to be one country with different cultures? Do you think it can be possible or it's not possible? Uh, the young people I'm seeing today right now, they are very, some they are very passionate, others are distracted mm. and Africa Union, uh, we have this uh, vision of uh, 2063 vision of Africa where it will be united. And there is a meeting uh, I had like someone asked the question like, uh, uh, those people are creating that kind of vision. Will they be alive on that 
on in that year like in 2063 those people were sitting there in african union like will be will they be alive so uh, the thing is if the young people are educated if they attend different education that reminds them about africa then that vision is going to be there mm-hmm. but if they keep being distracted the way some they are distracted by the world by the media by different things and it, that leads them to to really forget about the african agenda like the african hood then it's not going to be achieved but if yeah uh, those people those big leaders who have seen the the Kwame uh, Nkrumah uh, they have set the foundation which i really appreciate and that foundation that's it's very strong we are really working on it we have some good leaders who really work on that but i would urge them to educate the young minds to teach them that that thing you have bread like me and you it's me and you. it's up to me and you we don't need to point a finger to one person to do that if everyone had that kind of a vision in their mind then that agenda will be fulfilled and it's not a problem of uh, uh what uh, like one country having its culture another country having its culture go in america the united states of america uh they have even different cultures if you go in texas and you go in toronto and you go in florida the way they speak is different even their accent in english is very different the culture there they have different norms that they live so you meet someone and then they find like they're from this uh, you know which state they are coming from so even in in africa it's possible to have this united state of africa uh, that's a lady who was uh, studying in ainatic bank you saw the picture there she's the one who said it most like the, she wants to see the united state of africa so this time if we unite we are going to be the oxygen of the world even the world knows it if africa was not there many civilization we have seen in uh, in the world world could not exist but the problem is that the way some of us we are brainwashed some of us we are not educated we we are into this eurocentric uh, education not afrocentric education some people that doing an amazing job to use this afrocentric uh, education where if it's in the school you teach them of course you can teach them those mathematics science engineering and what but you have to put it in an african side if you want to say someone who invested who invented something uh, even many blacks people who have worked with thomas edison who have even created the bulb is some many people many people have created invention who are black african but they're not written in books they're not in being taught in uh, schools so you find like someone finished a degree is an engineer but still thinks that someone from outside of africa that has done that that me i can't do it if i'm in africa i have to do what they tell me i don't have this mind to innovate yeah because if you go outside you go into, into documentary many people 
many black people have done an amazing like even uh, even you see this cataract this uh, they remove from the eye is a black woman who have invented that he, she has a patent that she's the one who have created that surgery of removing the cataract from the eye but if you ask many students here in africa even those who have studied medicine who are doctors it's few is going to tell you the name of that woman all the black woman so it's because of the education so everything starts from education to educate the mind and to educate the heart so if we educate the heart and the mind no no we are going to create to have a, a, a peaceful uh, country like you have seen in the uh, south africa where they have xenophobia we have we have seen uh, in other countries where they chase the people as if they are not uh, uh, their brothers and sisters even the colonialism to happen in africa they came and they they knew our weakness even within us of course we cry about racism outside like the way they treat us as black people but even when they came here in africa we had within ourselves a kind of racism or the, like we had different uh, conflicts within ourselves so when they came to colonize us as we went to fight them when we have not uh, cleared or we have not created the unity among themselves we have not solved that root cause of the problem in our society and then we were distracted and then we looked outside instead of just fast fast fixing ourselves we wanted to fix what's from outside which is still a problem now but if people they are taught that they are taught the african who they believe and they trust themselves if they are living here they want to uh if they like they are really proud they want to live here in africa they want to create if it's fashion they have to create the fashion here in africa if they want to it's agro if it's agro business they think like they want to invest in africa those dangotes those uh many rich guys in africa they say like we have want to invest in africa going in nigeria in nigeria they produce amazing cars there's a, a company there that does even cars better than uh, better than even rivers yes but still their presidents those ministers they still buy the cars from outside africa so you see we still have this kind of uh, uh, weakness that we're proud of but if we teach the young children the young people to learn to and to understand the beautiful thing about africa no matter what that agenda in 2063 can be achieved so for those people who are now 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 they can they can start on educating the people after that they them like easy access information to what lady africa is and moving from one country to another they can start by first and offering a, an african passport yeah. let's leave about the let's leave about uh id or what or uh, africa being one state or one country oh, yeah. we have seen that moving from one country to another within africa is very expensive compared 
to the movement within um, from Africa to Dubai, from Africa to U- UK to London. Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. Like if you want to move from here to, to, to Nigeria, it's very expensive. But if you want to move from here to Brussels, it's it's very easy. So that thing, the movement, the trade within Africa, if it's made easy, if that selfish is uh, being lowered, yeah. So now I'm on this point of creating, uh, like <laughs> pointing out the weakness, but it doesn't stop us from back to the topic that still Africa, Africa is great. Africa is, as I said, is the oxygen of the whole world. We're the one, like the main production, even they know it. I know they know it. Whoever is going to listen to this, they have to believe it, whether they like it or don't. Africa is the best of the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is very true. Yeah. That is very true because even yes. there is a man that I like to follow who is called Plolo Momba. And he used to say uh-huh. that, he used to say that the, the Africa is the land of wisdom because even Jesus came to Africa to get wisdom. Socrates came to Africa to get wisdom. Even those kings from the outside, they came to Africa to get wisdom. That's why all people that we know who are great, they came to Africa because they want they wanted the wisdom from Africa because we all come from Africa. I saw that on your website on I nothing can tank. But it's, yes, it's yes, something yes. that I have had before. We all come from Africa. Okay. Africa is where everyone is has the origin. So yes. thank you for this great insights and uh, i hope everyone who listened to this will be it, it will open their mind and open their thinking and see clearly what they should do and that the our doctors should stop being like informants because they wait for the mm-hmm. the, the, the other countries to create vaccine to create cures to to bring them and mm-hmm. give, give us so they should stop being informants and start being actors and start acting i wanted to to give you a chance to ask me any question you pretended to be a stranger, but now you're a Rwandan. Yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. I'm a Rwandan. What is the one message mm-hmm. you can give to the youth around the world, even Africans? Like one simple message, one simple thing that has helped you, that is still helping you, that can help people to be who they are or to achieve more in life yeah i will start with something i have seen recently i saw mm-hmm. you, you see this this war that is going on between russia and ukraine and it's really yes. something which is killing people innocent people even even some some young people uh, even children so i saw a definition of war someone was defending a war as a situation where young people who don't know each other and don't hate each other, kill each other yes. by the de- decision which was taken by all the people who know each other and hate each other. Mm. Which means young people kill each other, they don't hate each other, they don't know each other. But people who decided for them to go to e- kill each other are old people. So what I can tell young mm. people out there is to to think about what our generation is telling us and do what's best for our future because we are going we are the ones who are going to live in the future we are the ones who are going to mm-hmm. to be there when the time comes and those old people will yes. not be 
will not be here. Yes, we should hear from them what they have passed through in the past because the, the past and the future, the past and the present help us prepare the future. We should hear from them what they have passed through and learn from it. Yes. When we hear everything they tell us, when we hear their hate, their hatred and their the problems they had together and we follow that, we are going to go into the same mm -hmm. thing that we had in the past. But if we learn from them and plan our own future and work together, be united, we are going to have a better future. Yes. But if we, wow. we we keep learning from them and do what they have been doing, we are not changing anything mm -hmm. because our, our future is different from the, their past. Our future is very different and I can see that even from now, it's, it's very different. The, the present is different from the past. I can summarize this by saying that we should learn from the past, from our elders, mm -hmm. and prepare our own future. Yes. And if someone tell you to hate someone, ask yourself, why is he telling me to, to hate someone? Why can't he hate himself alone? Why is he telling me to hate him? Mm -hmm. And ask yourself, what can I do to, to, to develop my country? Like, Africa is still developing. We are still going somewhere. We still have a long way to go. But I hear some mm -hmm. some young people dying every day trying to go to Europe. They like what yes. our president said. He, he talked about it. They go there to 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 be spoiled. And some people even go there to mm -hmm. be humiliated. They go there and they are humiliated. But wow. here they are, they are living well. But they live here because they don't like Africa. They ca they cannot see the opportunity. They cannot see why Chinese mm -hmm. are coming here every day. Chinese are seeing opportunity here, but young people are not seeing it. Mm -hmm. So they should open their eyes. They should open wow. their eyes and start seeing what Africa is offering to them. Because you cannot go to America and say you make a change because America already has is already ahead of us. But Africa, if you want to reach to their level and be beyond them, we have to work for Africa. Yes. We have to see the opportunity that mm -hmm. is here. There is too much I can say yeah. if I if I get a lot of time, but yeah, it, we have to understand that Africa is our home, and we are the one who can mm -hmm. bring it to the next level. We are the ones who can make it go to another level and develop it because there are many things which need to be done. Mm -hmm. Starting from ourselves, starting from those you said about having one currency, having one, but I mean having one passport. Those things are the, the important things that we need to focus on first as the one who are going to go to be there in the future. Wow, wow. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm happy. Thank you for the podcast of today. You're going yeah, to say something. Uh, this is the last. Yeah, this is a, a simple word that I want to say. Mm. Uh, I can't wait to see where Africa is going to be the provider of wisdom not a consumer of wisdom yeah. yeah that's the last thing i can talk about yeah. yeah and i wish i wish many people good things and whoever wherever they are if they are going to learn something if they're going abroad to learn things please they have to come here and and then the fact the country even those countries you are going to visit the development you are seeing there today is because mm. of the sacrifice of people who are young like you who mm. want to get to explore different skills in other countries if you go in japan the japan could go in america to study but they come back because mm. it's the country that has people who are, who are very patriotic you can give them a lot of money to work in another mm. country 
uh, they refuse, they study, and then they go back to build their country to uh -huh. be where it is today. So if we do that, if we, we have that kind of mindset, Africa shall be great. For Rwandans, it's exceptional. Mm. And we will forever be great. We forever yeah. be the heart of Africa. We will be the greatest of the great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. And I see like, yeah, the future is good. We have people who are very passionate, young people who are very passionate. Yeah, and I, I'm very optimistic that everything shall be better. Yeah, of course, it will be. And uh, I thank you for the accepting to record this podcast with me. It took it took a lot of time, but it's really worth it because the thing around here, the thing which people will learn from this is very important and it's really eye-opening and mind-opening. And I hope everyone who will see yes. this, especially for the people in diaspora, I want to tell you that Africa is a land of opportunity and when you work there, please invest in Africa because Africa needs you and needs your your everything. It needs your wisdom, it needs your money, it needs everything from you. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. This is my lovely Africa podcast and I wish to, to invite you again to talk about many things because there are many things we can talk about and you are really a wise man. <laughs> so, thank you much, thank you. We can learn a lot from you. So thank you. Have a good yeah. time. And everyone who, who is listening to us, have a good time. Thank you. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye.